everyone, and welcome to the Supernatural <laughs> Junkies. Junkies. We're trying to take it old school and do it all coordinated. I tried not to laugh. Yeah, I we tried. tried. I'm Alex, and I'm super. I'm Dr. Kevin, and I am naturally a junkie. And, sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. It's Alex, Kevin, and a very special guest yet again. We have the extraordinary... The super. Yeah, the doctor, the pastor, the boxer, former military guy. You name it. This guy has done it. Well, I'm telling you, every time we talk to him, something else. Something new. I I learn. (laughs) Don't you love that? You know, you have someone you talk to, and you're like, I didn't know that. This guy has done a lot. He's been a lot of places. He knows what's going on. It's our favorite Dr. Dozer. Dr. Pastor, Ninja, Boxer, Superman, Dozer. Dozer. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could take all of that. <laughs> that was a lot. Don't don't let your wife hear that one. No, no. no. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Yeah, no, she'll come back. She'll tell us the truth. We'll have this episode just for her. Oh, yeah. I want that. <laughs> and I am, what am I today? Well, I am a natural junkie, I guess, today. And I guess yep. that would make me a super junkie. Yep. <laughs> so we have a great topic today, guys. Uh, what do we do when the Bible becomes political? And that is the question for the day. You know, these are trying times. And I think we're all asking ourselves, you know, where do we draw the line? How, and we're getting how, tried. Yes, we are getting tried. Mm-hmm. Where do we draw the line? You know, we, we are called to be peacemakers, but we are also to stand with Christ. And this is a very important part of our faith. And where does this line really begin? Where does it end? And how do we navigate the times that we're living in? And this show will not be all the answers, uh, but we're going to bring lots of stuff up. And you'll see, you know, God is giving us answers as we work our way through this. And uh, that's why we have Pastor Dojo here, and he's going to be able to help us as well because these are common things that are that they're dealing with in their church all the time and the people in the church. And remember, the church is just people. There's nobody here but us chickens, right? <laughs> so that's what we have. So that's what we have to remember here. So when we think about um, this is another one of those things where I was talking with Pastor Dozer and I was just asking ourselves, you know, how do we draw these lines, make these decisions? And uh, he said, well, you know, what you're really asking is, what do you do when the Bible becomes political? And so I thought, well, based on that conversation, I said, this is something everybody needs to hear. And more specifically, as we think about how to stand up and really work our way through these times that we're living in, these are conversations that we just need to have. So what do you think, what do you mean when you said, what, what do we do when the Bible becomes political? Well, the first thing that we must do is we must define the words biblical and, you know, mine, I want to add the word spiritual and then political. We want to define those so that we can put that out. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. So first, when we look at biblical, biblical would be defined as that which relates to or is contained in the Bible. That which relates to or is contained in the Bible. That's what we're speaking of when we speak of that which is biblical. And this is referred to as scripture. Uh, Now, the word spiritual in Hebrew, the word ruach, uh, it speaks of life, uh, the life of a rational being and the functions of that being. Uh, we see that same word in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, where it speaks of the Spirit of God, ruach, moving upon the face of the deep. And then we go to the Greek, uh, not spirit, pneuma, but going further, pneumatikos. Pneumatikos. It speaks of that which is non 
carnal or that which is not humanly. So this would be the part of man that is related to God. That's right. Now, political, on the other hand, refers to that which relates to government or the public affairs of a country. Now, check out the etymology of that word, the word political. The etymology of the word political or politics is the Greek word uh, politika. And we look at this word politika, this speaks of the affairs of a city, polis, the affairs of a city, polis, where you think of metropolis, polis. Uh, so when we look at this, this would be the method of rulership over a nation, government, state government, or local government in groups or other types of ruling authorities among individuals. Right. So that's a pretty good definition. And especially when what I love that what you said is about how when you're talking talking about scripture, you're talking about being biblical, you're talking about life. And remember that Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he came to give us an abundant life. So these are the things that when we're talking about the Bible, remember this is God's intent, but he is our father. He is fathering us. He is going to talk about us with respect to the dangers that there are in the world. There's going to be warnings here that we all have to, to, to look at. And so that's why we need our Bibles to live our lives. So, you know, obviously a lot of people believe that, you know, especially in America, it's very common that, you know, there's a separation of church and state. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people would literally say, go, go far and say they think that that's actually a biblical thing, that the Bible really tells us that, you know, we have a government and then we have our our, our, our faith and they're, they're not actually, you know, connected. How do you feel about that idea of separation of church and state being biblical or not? When it comes to uh, separation of church and state, I have to ask the question, can you truly, legitimately separate God from either? Mm. I didn't say, can you separate either from God, but can you separate <laughs> God from either? If I were to go to uh, Romans 13, it tells us to let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, mm -hmm. the powers that be ordained of God. So when we look at this, God is the one who set up government. Right. He ordained it. Right. God instituted government. Right. And so you can see here all power comes from God. Right. And then right. God designated spheres of, of influence or spheres of power. And, of course, the first one that he really founded was the family. I mean, the family goes back to even before the fall of mankind. Wait, there's you're not allowed to say that anymore, are you? <laughs> right. Well, again, it's only his definition of the family. Right. Well, this is, of course, why, you know, it's not a coincidence we see what's happening in the world today, you know, being the attack on that family. Right. Right. So you can see it really gets down to what kind of family do you want to have already? Do you want to have a biblically correct family or do you want to have a politically correct family? You really can't have either. But what you're what is, saying. But what is the politically correct family nowadays? I don't know. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> neither do they. That's the point. Yes. Yeah. Well, their families don't all produce children, right? Right. Or you can't say mother, father, grandmother, grandfather. Yes. Right. What, what are we then? Well, you start to really see where these lines start to blur. But I think, you know, what Dr. Dozer is trying to get at is, is that all power comes from God. 
And, you know, do you want God in your government? Well, if you don't want him, who would say that, right? We, we need him as a country. We need him, you know, as even in our government. So the idea of taking God out of our government doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, um, there are rules that that God has prescribed that, that man is to be governed by. Mm -hmm. God set it down. So man is to be governed by those rules. And we know God is a spirit. He is the supreme spirit. He is the supreme being. So as the supreme being, even the creator of mankind, he set the course for humans uh, to conduct themselves through life. He sets the course for humans to conduct themselves through life. Amen. Right. And that life is something he wants to be involved with every part of it. Right. So, you know, I think when we start to understand this difference, you know, you still have to question to yourself and ask, well, why, why is it so hard for us? Why is it hard for the church? Why is it hard for us as individuals to, to deal with political things? What do you think that is? Um, there, there is something that, that can take place that causes what was once considered spiritual and biblical by mankind, okay, following God's word, becoming a political only issue. Right. Now, in truth, such a view is a fallacy. Right. When I say it's a fallacy, I'm saying it's a fallacy, I'm saying it's a mistaken belief and it's based on argument without soundness. Right. And we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go into some things uh, today from the scripture to prove this. Okay. So when you think about, you know, political things, but you, Alex, what do you think? Why, uh, why is the politics so, I mean, think about it. our society is literally set up. You don't talk about two things. What are they? You don't talk about religion, right? <laughs> so that's not talking about the biblical, right? You're not allowed to talk about the biblical and you're not allowed to talk about the political. So you mm -hmm. think about our show is literally, yeah, we're talking about the two things that we're told never to talk about. Right. Don't talk about these two things. And so why do we, why do we have this whole reaction? What do you think is going on? Well, it's power, right? I think um, those at the top of that political power have realized if you allow God into that realm, then they lose their power. They lose their uh, influence. They lose... Uh, because if you have to abide by God's rules before you do anything, how many things that we have instituted, legislated now are invalid right they they can't be because they are not godly and um they lose their power i mean i think that's why you know when i think about politics i think about agenda right and and what is god's agenda well number one the family right number two to bless you but guess what folks not everything is a blessing did you know that discipline from a father who loves you is a blessing and yet that's what we would say the fact that everybody's just got to pat each other on the back and smile and pretend that everything you do is wonderful right <laughs> and and that just doesn't happen in our house i don't know how, what about you when you're you're a kid i mean it doesn't happen for kevin <laughs> just saying yeah you know, when i was a kid we got spankings we didn't get beatings we got spankings and, right. i mean it didn't kill us uh, but it definitely caused us to reverence our parents. And when we were, when we did something wrong, we were fearful of the consequence. It didn't last forever. But the thing is, we were disciplined by it because we knew uh, bad actions brought about bad consequences. That's right. Okay. And you start to think about, especially as parents, that's when you start to understand, you know, when you say that God is love, there is a part of love 
that stands up. And there's a part of love that says, that's not the best. And because it's not the best, it's not going to work out for you well, right? And so because I love you, that's why I'm talking about this. But I think about a lot of people, are, it, there's fear involved, right? We talk especially about churches in particular. You know, if you become too political, right, people don't want to talk about politics. They're tired of hearing about it on television, fighting about it. They want to go to church and they want to hear something positive, right? Then you think about the political agenda that they really are great at making us feel guilty, you know, and you're already dealing with that, you know. So, but the power and the the idea that just bringing up disagreement, why can't we talk about something positive, right? And so this is a lot of these sayings that go on in our society where people are placating one another. A lot of times the church is placating us to where we're not really willing to talk about, you know, the real things. And that's what we try and do on this show to bring these kinds of things up. And you can see here, you know, when you when you hear from a pastor talking about, you know, these are really difficult issues. I mean, you know, I struggle with them sometimes for sure. But if I was a pastor, man, I'd be really thinking about, you know, what do I need to bring up? Or maybe should I leave that one alone? <laughs> what what kind of happens with some of those ideas? Okay. First and foremost, when the biblical becomes political, what happens is it starts at not the church level, but it starts at a national level. Right. When a nation forgets God, what it does is it moves to eradicate the biblical by elevating the political over the spiritual. Right. So all that's required is an infiltration of a person or a group of persons with an ungodly agenda. If you would think about Ahab, when you think about Ahab, who do you think about? When Jezebel. You, Jezebel. <laughs> now, Ahab marries this Zidonian princess, the daughter of Ethbael. This woman brings in her own core of prophets. Her entourage. Her 850 <laughs> total. Oh my God. And what she wants to do is eradicate the worship of Jehovah and bring in the worship of Baal and Asherah. Mm. And so what you have here is a man by the name of Ahab, her husband, I believe he was the son of Amri, and this man here was seduced, he was enticed, and he was persuaded to work wickedness in the presence of the Lord. The word makes it very clear that Ahab set his heart on doing what he did. Hmm. He was worse than others. Now, he married Jezebel. He served and worshiped her false gods. Okay. He built an altar sacrifice in the temple of Baal. But here's the problem. Hmm. The temple of Baal was built in Samaria. Hmm. Now, what was Samaria? Samaria was the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel. Hmm. And so he made that a national 